0: Hello everyone, welcome to 360 on History, a channel for science and history content. Please check out the website 360onhistory.com, join us on social media, and subscribe to YouTube and audio podcasting channels for more science and history content. The Roman Empire was vast and extensive, covering almost all of Europe. Britain also came under its rule for 400 years. First, Julius Caesar visited in 55 BC, but he did not stay. Eventually, in 43 AD, permanent conquest of the British Isles began and Britain became a Roman province. At the time, Britain was home to many tribes, some of whom had been already trading with the Romans and were happy to welcome the invaders. Others, however, like the Picts to the north in what is now Scotland, were particularly unimpressed by the Romans and kept rebelling against the conquerors, sometimes even venturing south to attack. Rome got a new emperor from 117 to 138 AD. His name was Hadrian. And he visited Britain, which was one of the farthest outposts of his empire in 122 AD. It was Hadrian who decided to build a wall between England and Scotland to defend his territories in England. The construction of the wall probably began in the same year, that is 122 AD, and it took six years to build. One of the theories is that the wall was built to keep the Picts out, But not all scholars agree to this. Others suggest that the reason for its construction could have been to control trading and the economy by keeping people in or out. You can still see the remains of Hadrian's Wall crossing east to west in the north of England from the River Tyne to the Solway Firth. And I just went to see it. The original plan was for a stone or a turf wall to be built with a guarded gate every mile and two observation towers in between and fronted by a wide, deep ditch. By the time the wall was completed, 14 forts had been added, as well as an earthwork known as the Vallum to the south. The inscription on a copper alloy pan, known as Elampan, a 2nd century souvenir of Adrian's Wall, found in 2003, Suggests that it was called the Vallum Aelii, alias being Hadrian's family name. The Romans, ever the efficient engineers, placed the wall slightly north of the existing line of military installations between the River Tyne and the Solway Firth, making use of the topography of the area. The total length of the wall was seventy three miles, or just about one hundred seventeen kilometers. And the eastern 30 mile section was made out of turf, while the rest was made of stone. In front was a substantial ditch, except where crags or rivers made this unnecessary, and after each mile, a gate was placed, called a mile castle, protected by a small guard post. Between each pair of mile castles lay two observation towers. The stone wall had a maximum height of about 15 feet or about 4.6 meters and was 3 meters wide, which is enough for there to have been a walkway along the top and perhaps also a parapet wall. The turf area was 6 meters wide. It is thought that three legions of regular, trained troops in Britain, each consisting of about 5,000 heavily Armed infantrymen provided the men building the wall, assisted by the auxiliary and the British fleet. However, once it was built, it was manned only by auxiliary regiments, either 500 or 1,000 strong, and either infantry or cavalry or both. The remains of many of the towers can be seen strewn across the length of the wall. There are also remains of various towns along its length. South of Hadrian's Wall is Vindolanda, which was a Roman auxiliary fort. Vindolanda actually predated the wall. and archaeological excavation of the site show that it was under Roman occupation from around 85 AD to 370 AD. Located near the modern village of Baden Mill in Northumberland, It guarded the Stain Gate, the Roman road from the River Tyne to the Solvay Firth. The site is most famous for the Vindolanda tablets, a set of wooden leaf tablets that were, at the time of their discovery in 1973, the oldest surviving handwritten documents in Britain. The earliest Roman forts for the auxiliary garrisons at Vindolanda were built of turf and wood in 85 AD, and are now buried deep in the soil. Five timber forts were built and demolished, one after the other. A stone fort was subsequently built, but was then demolished and replaced by an unconventional set of army buildings on the west, and an unusual array of many round stone huts where the old fort had been. Some of these circular huts are visible by the north and the southwest walls of the final stone fort. The stone army buildings were also demolished and a large new stone fort was built where the huts had been. A self-governing village known as a vicus developed to the west of the fort. This contained several rows of buildings, each with several one-room chambers. To the south of the fort, is a thermae, a large imperial bath complex that would have been used by many of the people living on the site. The later stone fort and the adjoining village remained in use until approximately 285 AD, when it was inexplicably abandoned. In about 300 AD, the fort was rebuilt, but the vicus was not reoccupied, so most likely the area remained too unsafe for life outside the defended walls of the fort. It is possible that subsequently occupation of the fort declined slowly after the Romans left in 410 AD. Excavations at Windolanda started in the 1930s by Eric Burley and continue to this day, first by his sons and now his grandson Andrew Burley. There is a fantastic museum on the site that walks one through life in Roman Britain. Inside, it also houses artifacts, shoes and pottery being the more famous ones. And of course, the Vindolanda stone tablets can also be seen at the museum. And what became of the wall? Well, after Hadrian's death, Emperor Antoninus Pius built another wall further north. This was a turf wall known as the Antonine Wall. But it was abandoned 20 years later and Hadrian's Wall was brought back into use. Hadrian's Wall continued to be utilised till the late 2nd century AD. In 180 AD, a major war took place. Tribes crossed the Wall and killed a general and his troops. Many of the turrets were probably abandoned at this time. In the 2nd and 3rd century, Many of the mile castles were narrowed to only allow for pedestrian traffic, and the wall was repaired. Hadrian's Wall had an overall life of 300 years, and according to researchers, it continued till the end of the Roman occupation of Britain in 410 AD. The latest coins found on Hadrian's Wall were minted in 403 to 406 AD. Eventually, The wall was plundered for its stone, which were used to construct churches, houses and farms nearby. What remains now is just a fraction of the original, but it did become a UNESCO World Heritage Site in 1987. Both Vindolanda and Hadrian's Wall are brilliant examples of Roman Britain and are definitely worth a visit. Thank you for joining me on 360 on History. See you next time.